Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the best bits. Excited to be hanging out with y'all. It is Morgan here. And this weekend, I have Amy on with me. What's up, Amy? Hi. Hello. (laughs) Amy's been having a long day. I just took a bite of a kind bar that I found in the green room. So, yep. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think the green room snacks are really just made for us. Yeah. I don't know who eats (laughs) them, but I... Probably about 12.45, I had an avocado toast, and then now it's 2.30, so I'm like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to have... We are thriving over here. A lot is going on. You're soaking wet. Uh, yep, I got drenched in the rain. Bad idea. <laughs> I went to go grab some food and walked over, because it's right on the corner, and walked back, and it was storming, so I got drenched. I look like a drowned rat right now. <laughs> you look cute. <laughs> but we got some things to talk about coming in at the number seven spot is... You, you got secondhand embarrassment from your son at Walgreens. So that, of course, had to make the list of people made, you made people laugh. Well, I mean, he was laughing at a woman that (laughs) fell, which I didn't think was very funny. But then later when I was thinking about the fall, I was like, it was kind of funny. And she wasn't hurt. But it honestly made me think of the time, and we didn't revisit this on the show, that when I was a teenager, a young teenager, maybe even 12, not even a teen yet, my mom fell in a hole. And I was so embarrassed. I just kept walking. <laughs> you and just she, left her behind and said, you're on she, your own. Yeah. And she hurt her ankle. And to this day, it's one of my things I can't stand about myself. <laughs> you know, knowing that I I did that. Yeah. Because just whatever was going on in my brain at that time, I was so consumed with what people were going to think if I was with the mom that fell in a hole. <laughs> so I just straight up acted like I didn't know her. And uh, I hate that. So... That's what it made me think of as well. So you've got some trauma associated with falls, it well, sounds the, like. The day one, day one of me bringing the kids to America, we had just landed in Miami from Haiti. So technically, I'm officially a mom at this point. I mean, I'd been visiting them in Haiti, and they, I knew they were going to be our kids. And yeah, Ben and I were bringing them back to the States. And at the Miami airport, they have, um, I don't know why I just said Miami that way, probably because my snack Miami airport the moving like the escalator yes yeah 
And we were getting off of that. And I don't know what the heck happened. Been a long 24 hours. And I tripped and fell down. And then Stashira is coming up behind me. And it's all on video. And she steps over me and acts like she doesn't know me. And it was just kind of funny. I feel like that was my mom up in heaven being like, hey, mm-hmm. back. Thank you, Stashira. That was your karma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very first moment of being a mom and you got the karma already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do remember that story in that video. It's really funny. Like, it's not funny, but it is funny. Yeah, some random stranger was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And then Stashira's <laughs> like, just like, nah, you're good. <laughs> don't, I'm gonna step over this bag. <laughs> I mean, person. <laughs> Well, you are not a boomer, but I have a boomer test to see how much boomer you lean into. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. So do you use the crying laughing emoji? Yeah. Okay. Me too. It's okay. Like this, this is not a judgmental thing. We're just seeing how boomer we are. Okay. Even though we're millennials. Yeah. Do you use the thumbs up emoji? Yes. I do not use that one. Do you use like, do you just react to text messages or do you actually send? Both. The th- oh. Both. Do you send it to your kids? No, they don't really use emojis. Okay. that's. I think that's where it would really matter for you is if you're using them with your kids. If they use emojis, they're not using them with me, so I don't really use them with them. But it's weird. My kids don't text that much. Stevenson doesn't have a phone, but he has an iPad, and he has an account to where he can text if he needs to, but he's barely on it. It's, like, not a thing. And then Stashira doesn't really text that much at all. I'm sure if I had a Snapchat, she'd snap me more. But <laughs> That's the one she's on. <laughs> I, I technically do have one, but I can't freaking log into it. I don't know what's happening. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I haven't been on Snapchat for like four years at least. Oh, well, all the kids are there. Yeah, that's, still, that's why I'm not. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of And still, I don't, for years, I feel, well, she hasn't had it, maybe a couple years, but it's just this quick picture of the forehead and the ceiling. It's like, hey. Yep. I'm like, hey. It's definitely where all the kids are at, and it's also where um, I've had a lot of experience with cheaters, so I stay away from that app. On Snapchat? Oh my gosh, yeah. A lot of like my exes who cheated, like they would communicate with those people on Snapchat. Oh, because of the... Um, like disappearing expires. side of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't really prefer Snapchat. And if, an, if a guy has a Snapchat, it is a red flag for me. So just pro tip. <laughs> pro tip. <laughs> if that helps. Mm-hmm. Do you eat... Vanilla bean ice cream. Uh, it's not my favorite, but yeah. Okay, then no boomer for you on that one. Do you only listen to music from your high school years? No, I listen to current. Hey, we're doing great. That would be a yes for Lunchbox. <laughs> As we learned, he doesn't have any new favorites. Do you actively use Facebook? No. Hey, you're doing great. This is really good so far. I use Facebook Marketplace. I don't think that counts. Those are different. It's on Facebook. I mean, I'm occasionally on there, but I don't, it's not my main, my, my main social media is Instagram, but I'm sure at some point that's going to be Boomer. Not at some point, but not yet. We still got time. Do you prefer calling over texting? Uh, I like voice text. (laughs) I'm not sure where that one falls on there, but okay. Well, we'll, we'll lean it to voice texting. Do you always like to eat at chain restaurants? Hmm. Uh, is well, like fast food or like like uh, Chili's or Applebee's, like chain restaurants like that, or uh, Cheddar's, uh, yeah, PF Chang's. I think I think both. It's like if you had a choice to go out to eat, do you often prefer to go to chain restaurants? I mean, I love Chipotle, but I feel like that's fast. That's a fast food chain, and a yeah. Chick Fil A. 
I like Payway. <laughs> so like yes. Jimmy John's. <laughs> so sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We like it. I'm with you on that. I actually really prefer chain restaurants sometimes. I love my local spots, but you, you know what you're getting with a chain restaurant. It's always good. Yeah. So do you enjoy watching TV commercials? Mm, no, not as much as I used to. <laughs> you used to? Well, because we were forced to. We didn't really have a choice. And then now there's so many ways to get around it that I guess I can appreciate them from time to time if I learn something new or be like, oh, what's that product? So, yeah, I'm still intrigued by them, whereas my kids are like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, well, kids, it's called a commercial. <laughs> okay, so we're like 50-50 on that one. Do you still pay with checks? No. Right? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Okay, I think specifically for people that would prefer a check. Yes, I have check. I have a checkbook, and you know how to write a check. Yes, I'm pretty sure my like just people my age are like the last tier of people that even know how to write a check. Mm-hmm. After me, I'm pretty sure it it dies off. Probably because that's like Venmo. Do you scroll on your phone with just your index finger? Oh yeah, so we talked about this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think I do. I do both my thumb and my index, if I'm being honest. I do both. Okay. So you do have some moments there of just the index finger? Right, because the index finger is boomer, right? Yeah, and it's really funny. I watch my dad, and he always scrolls. <laughs> so with his, It's a whole, like, going bit at my house that he is always scrolling with his index finger. Mm-hmm. It's a very common thing. <laughs> uh, do you ask to speak to a manager over minor inconveniences? No. So no. Karen is another way of saying that. Do you collect knickknacks? Mm-hmm. Um, spoons? Do you collect spoons? Well, my mom collected spoons, and then I got some of her spoons, so now I like to get more spoons. How do you get more spoons? spoons? Like, do you go to, like, antique stores? You can, yeah. If there's a cute spoon somewhere I am, they're, they're little ones, like, that you would, you know, stir your coffee with or pull sugar out with to sprinkle, you know. So how many so, do you think you have? Hmm. They, people give them to me. My sister gave me some that are very tiny. In fact, so tiny I lose them. <laughs> I don't even know where she found those or if they're for humans, uh, but I like them. I don't know. Probably have well, 30. Okay. I'd say those are some knickknacks, but I like that. I like that it like got passed down from your mom to you. That's cool. But other than that, I don't think I collect no. knickknacks. Do you? No, I don't. I don't have any knickknacks. I, I also just am. My parents like to keep everything and I've done like the reverse of that. I've tried to like not keep everything because I don't want to have a lot of stuff to sort through eventually. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've tried to avoid that, but I have a feeling I may fall into it at some point. Do you read newspapers? No. Do you play racquetball? No. (laughs) And the last one, do you judge the younger generation's fashion choices? Mm, Sometimes, yes, (laughs) because I have a 16-year-old daughter and I really struggle with some stuff. Yeah, you've talked about that one time when she had an outfit and that was a whole situation. I feel like this is only the beginning. Yeah, these corset tops... That like, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And they're, I, maybe I'm just a little uptight about it and I need to chill. But some of them are very just, it doesn't seem like a 14, 15, now she's 16 year old should be in that. But then I don't want to be totally lame. But these cheeky bathing suit bottoms, I don't understand yeah, those, that. Those are rough. It's real hard. It's real hard to see a bunch of teenagers in their cheeky suits. Are they like full on showing their butt cheeks? They're pretty cheeky. I mean, I know I it's know that thong, like but 20, 20 something people have been wearing them and they are definitely exposed. But I'm trying to see if it's the same one. Well, there's a pair she bought 
recently with her own money, and we were not there, that I was like, well, you're wearing those at home only. Oh, gosh. And now that bad. Probably, now she's probably going to sneak them out some, to wear them. She's going to leave the house in a one piece and be like, I'll show you. She'll sneak out and mm-hmm. then she'll wear it for a pool party. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll just make sure that all the pool parties happen at our house. You're <laughs> only allowed you to swim eye. here. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. But I do, you know, I remember being 16 and being like, oh, my mom doesn't get it. Like that. But like also you look back and I at the time when I was 16, it doesn't feel like I was wearing very scandalous clothes, but I thought they were scandalous at the time. So I do wonder if that's going to happen or if we've just gotten to such a point that it's such little little clothing now that there's nothing further to go. I don't know. It's really not that bad. I'm sure it was cheeky. I'm trying to think of what my mom would have disapproved of. I just never was really in with the trends. And so Shira's not either, except for the cheeky stuff in the corsets. Like she's very much into that. <laughs> and the corsets are very popular. That's a very big like shirt trend right now. Yes. Which is interesting. Those made a comeback. Which they're like high, they go lower towards the, like at the belly button, but then higher up towards the hips. So then when you have them on the jeans, you see like this, you know what I'm talking about? The, the side. side of your stomach. But They're then, actually then not like, very flattering. <laughs> no, I don't get it. I'm like, this is not even, and then it's tight around the, you know. Yep. You know where we're going. I do. With it. And it's just like, it feels weird. Oh, it is. See, hey, this is this is where you have your little bit of your boomer come out. I'm okay with being boomer about that. I like it. You honestly though, like on this whole list, like you really aren't that much boomer. Okay. I think you're doing good. All right. I'll tell my kids. <laughs> you're, yeah, this is your credibility. You got you took a test. I'll be like Morgan told me. <laughs> I'm not boomer. Yeah. <laughs> so we also had Lunchbox's JFK report, which was hilarious. Oh like I, I, it's such a visual. Yes. I did not learn a single thing, but man, I was watching wigs fly all over the place. I could only focus on the wigs. Yeah. He did great with that. I was very entertained and it was funny. I was very impressed with each character. He was like, whoa, 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 wait. And then he would do the wig. I didn't understand the wigs because I don't even know if they looked like the people he was talking about, but it did help me differentiate that he had moved on to a new person. Yes. And I was intrigued Similar to you, I don't know how much I learned or if I formed an opinion from it, but I'm curious enough to maybe go do some more research on my own to try to figure out what I think. That's a great way of putting it. Uh It definitely leaned us into maybe some more of our own research, but I really cannot stop focusing. Like, if you have a second, go watch the YouTube video of him throwing on all these wigs because it will make you laugh. You'll go into your Friday strong. But we're not going to talk about JFK. I do want to know, Snoop Dogg revealed that he had a pet cockroach growing up so apparently there was a cockroach in the house and they couldn't kill it and so it just kind of became the pet cockroach and it grew like super huge like almost to the size of a foot and that's a crazy animal to own so what is the weirdest animal you've ever owned in your life I had hamsters I did have a lizard I had a bird I'm trying to think of what I've had my brother had a ferret we Um, had a ferret too they were very smelly Aunt and uncle came to visit once, and they had a wiener dog that was in a wheelchair. That was cool. Oh, did it have, not have his back legs? Yeah, or they they didn't really work. Or they were par- like yeah. So you know, he had a, used him as his the back legs. wheels were his back legs. Yep. And I'm trying to think of I'm just thinking <laughs> of weird pets around my house. Lots of fish. <laughs> Do I have anything weird? My hamsters, probably my little hamsters. Is that weird? No, I mean, it's it's more abnormal than a dog or a cat. I think anything that's not a dog or a cat is is a little bit abnormal. Mm-hmm. But I loved it. I mean, I grew up around all kinds of animals. It's so I'm flake, with you. Golden flake. 
Those were their names. They I were like all flakes. The flakes. <laughs> yeah, Golden Flake. He was brown with red eyes. Um, no, the white one had Snowflake had red eyes, and the was brown he white? one had black eyes. Mm-hmm. Snowflake mm-hmm. was white. Mm-hmm. We did. We had a, a rabbit and a turtle at the same time, which is a very ex- exciting. We did race them often, but the the crazier story about the rabbit is that we thought he was a he he thought he we thought he was a girl his whole life. His name was Cuddles, and he was actually a boy. And we did not know until he died of testicular cancer. So who told you it was testicular cancer? The, the vet? vet? They said, but so you could not see his, we, yeah, what's no. the deal? Are they internal? Uh, yes. Okay. So like we just never even asked because we just assumed <laughs> that it was a girl because we thought we'd, we would have seen it. You know what I mean? And so we just never had that conversation. So when he passed away, it was really sad. We're like that poor rabbit his whole life was treated like a woman <laughs> he wasn't oh well i'm sure <laughs> he, he had a great life she didn't you don't know truly how it identified that's so. true I'm sure it's fine but cuddles had a great life <laughs> and we also did have a ferret too but um, i think my craziest was when i had i got a tadpole because i really wanted to watch it turn into a frog and did it it did but as soon as it turned into a frog it jumped away and i never got to see it it like jumped out of its little bowl that i had for it it was a really sad day and never saw it again so as soon as it, I saw it as a tadpole its whole life and then turned into a frog and he was gone. Well, that's going to be a cool process though. It would have been a cool process if I got to see him, oh. but he jumped away as soon as he could. He's like, I'm getting out of here. That's a crazy animal. Stevenson had a caterpillar that we were supposed to turn into a butterfly. I don't honestly remember what happened. <laughs> Did it never turn into a butterfly? Well, he had to take it back to school, but we, you know, we nurtured it as a caterpillar so it could be in the right space to make its little cocoon and do everything but then he took it to school and then I never got an update on like where but so you're like hopefully it survived school ended months ago so <laughs> I haven't thought about it until this moment so clearly I wasn't that invested we did my my sister had there was like a do you know the monarch butterflies that are orange black and white mm-hmm. and they were they were like going extinct for a long time and so when my sister was in school they sent her home with a whole whole bunch of caterpillars and so she had like a whole, I don't know, group of them and she had to take care of them. And then one day we got to see them all release and it was the coolest thing ever. But it's like, I probably at least 15 of them that she had. And then as soon as they came out of their cocoons, it was like, okay, you can release your, your butterflies out into the world. It was wild. Butterflies are, you know, a lot of people see them as a symbol from like, it's significant to them for whatever reason. And so I've started to notice them more and more. And it, they're so, they're beautiful. They're beautiful creatures. And it's so interesting to know that, yeah, they came from like, I don't really like looking at caterpillars. You yeah, know? they're like, kind of fuzzy. And- it's not my thing. <laughs> Some people are fine with snakes and worms. And in fact, Stashira wanted to get a snake at one point, And I just, I didn't want to keep her from an, a pet or something that she really, really wanted. But I just would be too grossed out the entire time I don't I can't really even look at them so same thing about with a caterpillar but then it just turns into this beautiful butterfly I know that everybody knows that this isn't (laughs) anything profound that I'm saying other than I'm just paying attention to them more and when you stop and look at them they're like all the details in their wings and just how pretty they are and that they were a little worm thingy yeah, I think it reminds me of all the analogies of like, you know, you you can, it takes you this long to grow into this big, beautiful thing. And you're like a caterpillar until one day you turn into a butterfly. And you right. think about that, you're like, that's so crazy. Or anytime you're going through different things in life, I mean, it could happen, you're in your cocoon, different 
phases of life. Mm -hmm. You can just think, okay, I'm in my cocoon. I'm going to emerge and I'm going to be a beautiful butterfly. (laughs) So I just have to get through this. uh, Did you ever see the movie A Bug's Life? Oh, I'm sure, but it's been a minute. Every time somebody says, uh, does like the line like, I'm a big, beautiful butterfly. That's his line. So anytime somebody says that, I immediately think of the huge caterpillar that's on A Bug's Life. Okay, that came out in 1998. So I'm sure I saw it back then, but now you're making me want to watch it again. I'm oh, sure. your kids would love it. I know. I wonder if they've seen it. Okay. I think it's on Disney+. Plus. Perfect. So you can watch it there. But anytime somebody says that and he does this, he has this whole moment because he's this really huge caterpillar and he has these teeny tiny butterfly wings, but he's like, I'm a big, beautiful butterfly. And then he falls. I, it straight up reminds me of that scene anytime butterflies come out too. You should put that in the Bobby Bone Show cinema hat. Oh, cinema yes. Club. It's a Bucks Live. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Mine still hasn't got chosen though. I got to wait for the first round. I don't think yours has either. Right? No, mine has not. Yeah, mm-hmm. we still got quite a few in there because we also had to watch these two nuggets that were sitting next to us and put crazy movies in. Rope and the stuff. Yeah. Oh, those are some. What? What? Speaking of like being a kid, what posters did you have on your wall as a teenager? New Kids on the Block, uh, Paula Abdul, Amy Grant. Paula Abdul, I was not ready for that one. Straight up, now tell me, is it gonna be you and me together? Oh, oh, oh. Which I know I'm she's like a massive fun. pop star, but was oh. she huge then? Yeah, I used to roller skate in my garage to Paula Abdul. Me and my sister was our thing. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Did you have like routines on the roller skates? No, we just go. I mean, our garage wasn't that big, so we were <laughs> limited. <laughs> but it was smooth because our driveway was one of those pebble ones. Yeah. So either if we went out into the cul-de-sac, we had more space. But then, you know, I think we felt safe in our garage. And plus, yeah, the, the our garage was just the perfect environment for the roller skates. And you were having a Paula Abdul jam session. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. She's the one that was on American Idol, right? She was one of the judges. Yep. That's how I know her. I don't think I know her. Yeah, you're from probably her too music. young for for that. Did you have posters? Was that a thing when you were? Yeah, okay. yeah. I, you know, I think it was maybe when I turned ten when like the magazines really stopped sending stuff out. But like mine was Justin Timberlake and NSYNC. Oh yeah, it was still the boy bands. Those were still massive, and Justin Timberlake was huge. But also Jesse McCartney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was another one. I don't think I had. I did have a one of Shania Twain, but I don't think I ever hung it, but it came in her CD that I bought because that was one of the first CDs that I bought was the, the the woman in me. Oh, that was the best when you could unfold the paper from the CD. And it, yeah, and it was like a whole poster mm-hmm. of them. It's like bonus. Yeah, that unlocked a memory I forgot I had. Wow. Okay. Any others you can think of? No, that's it. Mostly, and New Kids on the Block is the one that's like very vivid in my mind right now. Like I can see it on my door. If you could sing a any... New Kids on the Block song right now. Hanging tough. Hanging tough. I don't think I know that one. You don't know. <laughs> it's not ringing a bell right now. I don't even know that I could. Is is the strings? Is that? That's in that's sync, isn't it? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all we got. Okay. No, <laughs> no music karaoke for us. Please don't go, girl. Step by step. Ooh, is this the song baby. that you were just trying to sing to me? I want. Is this a different one? Well, let me see. And I can't tell. They kind of sound similar, Amy. <laughs> no, no, no. Those were different. Hanging top. No, they're different. They are mm-hmm. different? Okay. Yeah. Oh, new Kids on the Block. All right. Well, you guys can have a New Kids on the Block and Justin Timberlake session after you listen to the best bits. Mm-hmm. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. We had some car drama that happened on the show this week, and we're just going to leave that there because it was just a whole lot of car things. For whatever reason, there was a lot happening with cars. I know. Why? I don't know. Mike was literally not even trying to sell his car to either of these guys, but they were wanting to buy it. Oh, I know. why. The other thing is Lunchbox's car. Yeah, and him. We we got a lot of car situations, like, happening on Mm -hmm. the show for whatever reason, and... (laughs) I may have gotten drenched, but let me tell you something. As soon as we got to the place to go grab a bite to eat, I realized Lunchbox was on his bike and the storm was happening. So I know Lunchbox was on his bike in the storm. Oh my gosh. I feel bad. His birthday's <laughs> next week. I was thinking we need to get him some rain gear for his... <laughs> that that was where it went? You're like, rain gear? So he's okay on his bike? Yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> I think he likes riding his bike. And as long as you're, you know, have the right gear, mm-hmm. you, you're good. So maybe we get him some gear. That would be hilarious. Because we're not always going to be able to pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I I refuse to anymore. He's he's criticized me too much. But I want to chat about, have you seen the trend about girl dinners? No, what's that? So online, it's called girl dinner. And it's like basically girls sharing their lazy or bare minimum dinner because they were too lazy to cook. So it's like their go-to when they're like, I am not cooking any food. I'm not doing it. And they call it their girl dinner. Some are like um, makeshift charcuterie boards, but they're like individual ones, like a Lunchable, essentially. Oh, yeah. You know, or like some people are like, it's ice cream. So if you had like a girl dinner. Well, I had a girl dinner this week, I guess. Now that I know the definition, I did Kraft macaroni and cheese, but in the microwavable cup. Oh, the little one, like the to-go one. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I found some random frozen veggie burger situation at the bottom of my freezer. Don't even know. 
whose it was or how it got there. But it was just one of those nights where I did not have the time or the energy, but I knew I needed some food and I wanted some carbs and a little bit of protein. And shockingly, this veggie burger had set on the box 10 grams of protein. So I was like, okay. And there was one left. So I got the... I, I microwaved the macaroni and cheese and then I microwaved the veggie patty, not recommended. The, <laughs> not good. The recommended way is the skillet. But again, I was didn't really have time and I was starving. So I did a minute on each side in the microwave. <laughs> and that was my day. I squirted some ketchup on there and that was my girl dinner. Yeah. See, now you know what, there's a name for it. Yeah. Do you, do you have one? I, I mean, that wouldn't be my go-to, but that's an example of one I had this week. I think if I'm if I'm bare minimum and there's nothing in the house, there's typically always shredded cheese. And I love eating shredded cheese by the bag. It's such a strange like thing, but it makes me feel full. And it's a protein for me as a vegetarian. And so it at least like does that. And I will just eat up shre- eat shredded cheese. You know what I love to eat with cheese is apples. Okay, yes. Have you ever had a grilled cheese with apple Apple slices? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really good. good. It's like Gouda and and apples. But also what's good with, um, I was was about to say something and then I lost it. Grapes. I eat cheese and grapes a lot. Do you eat those? Um, Cheese and grapes. Yes. I used to do in college cottage cheese and grapes. And I think I overdid it because, I don't know. Now you can't have it? No, I can have it now. I'm just saying then- I was probably having it a little too much. I remember it causing me some issues. So if you do try that combo, you know, don't overdo it. <laughs> but it would be like, as a college student, only having to go buy two items at the grocery store, you could I, you could buy a big tub of cottage cheese and a big thing of grapes. Yep. And then next thing you know, you're like, shoot, did I just eat all that? <laughs> um, and it, it would make me a little bit sick. But honestly, I kind of forgot how good that is. No, that's a good. I have cottage cheese because cottage cheese is a big protein for me. So I, I'm going to try the cottage cheese and grapes, but definitely that I think though, I just wanted to also bring it to your attention because there is, there is an association with this also happening. Like I love the idea uh, that, that it purely started with, which was just like a lazy girl dinner, but there is also a, a, an association happening with eating disorders where people are just like not eating. So I also wanted to like give you that opportunity to mention that you have a podcast about outweigh. So if, well, yeah, Outweigh is a life without disordered eating outweighs everything. And there's just real personal stories. There's experts that come on and share things. It's really a weekly dose of encouragement. Now, it started as just a small series, and now it's up every Saturday. And it's a weekly dose of encouragement with wherever you are with food and body image issues, or if you're struggling in that area, or if you're a loved one that has a family member, a friend that's struggling in that area, you can just feel encouraged and know, okay, we're not alone in this. This, And maybe there's some tips and tools you can pick up just to keep in your back pocket to use when you need them. Because yeah. it's a journey. It's not anything that you cannot listen to one episode and, that, and then be like, oh, okay, I get it now. Um, there's so many moving parts to recovery and what that looks like. And just with the internet, social media, all the different ways we can consume and get content, like you're inundated with, yeah, someone either eating, showing you every single thing they ate that day when really it doesn't matter because they're not you and all of our bodies are so different. But then I remember when I was in the throes of it, I wanted to know what certain people ate and I'd be like, okay, I need to emulate that. And I need to do exactly what they're doing. Um, so you're given that content and then you're given the content of like, well, I'm skipping and I'm, I don't eat this. And it's like, okay, well, that's what they're choosing to do, but that mean that's not 
necessarily what you need to do for your body. And then we try to emulate that or like, oh, I wish I could just skip meals. Um, so my brain has been, my pendulum has swung all over the place uh, in over the years. Probably my eating disorder started when I was a teenager. And then now, thankfully, to be in recovery for three years now, it's 2020 that really, and I see it in my face. Like there's some old video came up uh, from 2019, 2020, before I knew I was like officially like, I know the moment in which everything started to shift. And I was building towards that, right? For a long time, I kind of thought I was in recovery, but I wasn't. And I see it now in, in my face because once you, I was so inflamed from the way I was treating my body and I didn't, but I couldn't see it because I was, that's how I was used to seeing myself. And then now I look, when the video popped up the other day, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, that's me. I mean, and I looked at her with love and no judgment. And by her, I mean me back then. But I just was like, wow, that's so crazy. Because I did not see that inflammation in my face at that time. But now knowing how, and it took a long time for my face to sort of settle down um, or even how my body was holding up. My body was stressed the freak out yeah. because of how I was treating it. And now um, I treat it with a lot more care and compassion and it's not you're inflamed because you're freaking out about something, right? You're having a reaction to something. And now that I treat my body better and I journal and meditate, maybe even over a workout, because I don't have to force myself to do something. I know that maybe that's going to be the better option for me today than forcing myself to go hard at some class that I don't even like. But yeah. I was just taking myself to the edge and then not fueling myself properly or getting rid of the food in whatever way. I mean, purging can be through actual purging or working out for two hours. Whatever you're doing to eliminate, try to get rid of whatever you ate and you're, it's taxing on your body. So anyway, rambling here, but I only bring that part up because literally it's the other day where I saw that video and I thought, my, my face looks very different, but it's, it's yeah, my, my body sort of settled into what it was. I was no longer trying to control it and force it to be whatever... I wanted and I could just see the puffiness in my face and uh, all that to say whatever you see online you need to do what is going to be best for you yes we're just I know that it's hard because you see stuff everywhere and you're influenced all the time I get it I even say this was like love no judgment if you're influenced by someone today and you go copy exactly what they do I get it but like we just need to try to not if it's unless you're copying someone in a healthy way like oh I need ideas and sure that looks great and that looks like an adequate way for me to get protein carbs fat whatever I need I'm going to mimic their meal great but if it's an obsessive thing and your your goal is to look like them that's where I always got tripped up because I thought if I do exactly what that person does all, everything will just magically happen it just doesn't work that way because well, we're all built so differently. Yeah. And I, you know, I, it wasn't really until like, I feel like my late twenties when I finally had the realization that like, not only are we all different, but literally we all have different genes. Like our bodies are made to look differently because we have different genes. Like it's not even just the fact of that's a different person than me. Like scientifically, you are not supposed to look the same. Yeah. We're just built so differently. I'm yeah. not going to respond to something the way you do. Um, my muscles are going to grow differently. My body's going to do something differently. You may be able to eat one thing and your body does one thing with it and I eat it and it does another. So yeah, it's just important to keep telling yourself that over and over and over until 
until you believe it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's more work that goes into it th- than that. But I feel like in the beginning, that was part of rewiring my brain. And that's what I had to do. And so I just feel for a lot of kids these days or a lot of people that that's what's popping up in their algorithm or that's what they see in their feed. Maybe even trying to just reset that so that you're not, who are you following? Should you be following those people? Can you maybe clean out your account in some way? If you are, you know, triggered, I feel like triggered is so overused, but I feel like it's the best word to sum it up. Like yeah. if, if, if someone is prompting you to a certain behavior that you know is not good for you, then you can consider oh, should I be with this person for a little bit? Um, and then, yeah, outweighs a, just a resource. It's a, it's a tool for people to have in their toolbox along with the many other things that they hopefully can do to get to a, a better place. Well, you know, I made a post recently because I think from the outside looking in the pictures I posted, people would have been like, oh, these are great photos. Those are cute. But for me, when I looked at those photos, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have a thigh gap. I hate my knees. I look terrible in that. What... I criticized everything about it and I wanted to make sure when I posted those because I had to post them for something that I went to and I was like just because I'm posting these doesn't mean I love them just because they're out there and they're on the internet and they may look pretty doesn't mean I love them doesn't mean I feel great about them and this is like it was a reminder not only for myself to be like hey you're having a lot of self-talk that's negative right now let's back it up like you're good. You got knees that work and they're awesome and your body moves. You're really strong. But fighting that constantly along with somebody who's probably struggling with some type of disordered eating is so hard. I can only imagine what that's like. That's uh, The body, you know, the images, issues that we have are built into us. They're engraved into us because of what we've grown up around and what we've seen in media and what's been publicized on social media and in magazines. And so to add another thing like disordered eating onto that, I just, I can't even imagine. So like I I feel for all of you that have experienced that. And that's why I wanted to make sure to bring up, this is such a, when it got created as a trend on TikTok, it was such a lighthearted, just like, this is my girl dinner. I'm I'm lazy as crap and I want to eat this. But I also just want people to realize like, this is just a trend and it's just meant to be like, we also get to be lazy. We don't have to have perfect meals all the time. We get to be human. Yeah. But also a reminder that like you also should fuel your body with great food and do stuff that makes you feel good. Not just because you see it on the internet and you're like, oh, I can eat ice cream for every meal because somebody else is doing it. No, it's just a trend. (laughs) There'll be a new trend tomorrow. Yeah, we shouldn't have to, and guilty here, I've done it, but we shouldn't have to ever look to anybody else for permission for whatever it is that we want to do. And I also know that it's important to recognize too, even in this space that like some of the things like we've been fed uh, from media growing up. I mean, when we were little, it was like looking at magazines, but now it's just it's like everywhere. a billboard. And now it's just every, it's, a, it's on your phone. Like every time a teenager opens up their phone, bam, they're hit with something. So, uh, you know, very sensitive to that, but also to the fact that we have, you and I are, we have thin white privilege and that's something um that I just like to acknowledge because it's not lost on me that whatever society has said is this like you you should go for. Not now. We're making progress. Thankfully, you see more diversity and it's beautiful and inclusive. Um, we have still a long way to go, mm-hmm. but I can't imagine other people that they look through at a magazine or they pull up their phone or they look at a billboard and they never see anybody that looks like them. Yeah. You know? 
And I'm so glad that we are getting to a point where that's not as common anymore. Mm-hmm. We are finding that place where it's, oh, this person is me. Did you ever watch that Victoria's Secret um, documentary? I think it was on Hulu, Angels and... Oh, gosh, I don't think I did. Uh, let me see. Victoria's Secret was a hard subject for me. You know, because honestly, just like swimsuit shopping, I hate swimsuit shopping. It is like, I, I don't like summertime for that reason because I don't like being in swimsuits. Like, I... I feel very confident about, about my body a lot of the time, but you put me in a swimsuit and I immediately like, I get knocked down like 10 points where I just start really going at myself. And so swimsuit season is like my nightmare. And I'm saying, and just like what you mentioned, I'm saying that from a place who I am very strong and I, I don't feel like I have a lot to be negative about. Well, we were born into bodies that were more com- or as white, that's why my thin white privilege, like you're a blonde white girl. Think of, I think of Stashira, my daughter, for example, like, again, she's in a time where we've made more progress, but if she was growing up as me, she would look around and see white blonde girls everywhere as like mm-hmm. society saying, this is, here's Barbie. This is what, you yeah. know, speaking of Barbie, that's, I mean, that's all weekend. over but everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so that's, it, it's just, it's just not lost on me. So I feel like I just want to acknowledge that um and also the name of the documentary is victoria's secret angels and demons and i highly recommend it is it about like their whole line well and it also it just reminds me of a song that jack's put out it's called victoria's secret yeah that's so good victoria's secret and i'm so thankful for that song so it's about lex uh les wexner's like the company she was like and it was made up by a dude yep dude so that's the, when you watch the documentary, you'll see that the the, he, the heads of that were all men, and they were um, when the first Victoria's Secret catalog was being put out. I mean, men were saying, "Okay, this is what we need to market and ship out to to women." <laughs> so women are the ones getting the catalog, supposedly trying to buy this, but then they would open it up and be like, "Wait a second, I don't look like this." Mm-hmm. And it was like, "Well, I guess I better buy this stuff because it's going to help me look this way." And then it just snowballed um but it's about yeah all the money and power and sexuality in america that was formed a lot by victoria's Victoria's secret Secret. and um and then the founder the less dude he's just pretty shady he was tied to jeffrey epstein oh super shady Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's fascinating so yeah it's on hulu it's on hulu Mm -hmm. okay it's a good documentary to Check out, and you can see where Victoria's Secret's doing their best to try to pivot, and they have. But they would have even back in the day before they were, they knew they need, needed women on staff, and women were high up. But then they weren't the highest up, right? They had mm-hmm. women appear to be high up because it'd be like, oh well, look, this is our president of this, 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 but she still had men above her, so they would make it seem as though women were calling the <laughs> shots. But <laughs> of course, yeah, right, well, of course. Oh my goodness. Well, that, uh, that makes me uh, to put a pretty bow on, on this. I love this trend because I think it's awesome and it encourages people to just like, when you got to eat, eat something, find it, what's your girl dinner. But just if you need a safe, gentle reminder, go listen to Amy's Outweigh podcast. I think it's very helpful and very resourceful for people. But talking about things we should watch, is there anything that you've been watching recently? Because I've been binging two things, Rain and The Summer I Turned Pretty came out, and I'm so excited about it. Summer I Turned Pretty. I'm already so caught good. up. Are you are caught it. out? Mm-hmm. My friend Gracie told me about it, and I started it, watched all of season one, 
and then got very sad the other day because I realized I watched all that is currently available for <laughs> yeah. season two. I thought everything was out and I was mm. going to have a nice binge, but it's currently only has three episodes, which I don't know when, what day it they comes release? out every Thursday. Okay. So, so it, there's, there's a, a should one. be a new one today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's so good, isn't it? Um, I am very into it. <laughs> it's team, like a very good Conrad. teen drama. Like I love teen dramas. Uh-huh. I know, very into it. And I was a little nervous because season one, I binged so hard and I really loved it. And so when season two came out, I was like, oh gosh, am I going to love this as much? But it's still just as good. Mike D's wife was saying that the books are really good. Kelsey, mm. she said she loved the books. I'm like, shoot, dang it. I wish I would have read the books before I watched the series because I feel like I would have been into those. <laughs> Yeah, I, I stopped trying to read the books before because I almost never made it in time. I always ended up watching the movie or show before I ever read the book. So I just, I I believe in knowing that the books and stuff are always better. And then I just get excited that I watched a really good movie mm-hmm. <laughs> or a TV show, whatever it may be. Yeah, I feel like if I had heard about the books before, because I mean, I literally had never heard of The Summer I Turned Pretty at until all? like two weeks ago. That's crazy. Ever. It was all over Instagram well, when it first Well, I out. was missing it or I wasn't paying attention and I didn't know what people were talking about. So you didn't know we didn't know. And now <laughs> I know and I can't So are you Because now I see it everywhere. Conrad or crap, what's the other guy's Jeremiah. name? Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Are you team Conrad or team Jeremiah? Conrad. Oh, I'm team Jeremiah. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I think she's very happy with Conrad, but I think Conrad's got a lot of problems. Yeah, he does. There's... um like some extra content on Amazon, you can go to like bonus things that they put up Mm -hmm. with the actors and actresses. I guess we could just say actors, everybody. Um, And so the creator, they're doing this, they're making like muffins because muffins are a thing on the show, you know. And it's the guy that plays Conrad. I don't know his name in real life. And then the girl that plays Belly. And they're there with the creator and they're just talking about real life and they're talking about their characters and whatnot. But Conrad, whoever he is, there's something I don't know. It it's it might be changing everything for me. Let me pull it up for you. And he's everything's fine, but it's his. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say anything. It feels bad, but I just was like his whole vibe was very different in real life. You know how he's playing a character, obviously. Yeah. But his real life character might be more. I don't know. He had on this like crochet sweater and like really high waisted like pleated pants yeah. with like a shirt that was disheveled and his personality didn't seem the same as Conrad's. So I was like, well, dang it. You're like, I was team Conrad. I was very attracted to you, which is weird because you're a teenager, but I don't know in real not. life. I don't think he is. I think he's in his twenties. Okay. Well, uh, you t- t- explain <laughs> rain while I look up Conrad okay. because I don't know what rain is. So rain is a Royal show. I love anything like Royal. Where do you watch it? It's on CW. It's a CW show, of course. And it's like this woman is, has been born to be queen and got married off when she was super young, but like didn't get married until she was in her teens. And now it's like this whole drama of her being queen and it's like her reign. And it's so good. It's like old school to Royals. Like the, what time it's placed is, is old school, very like 1800s. And just the craziness of like there's murders that happen and all of this stuff. And she has to make all these decisions. And she's like 16 years old and it's wild. It's so good. It's it's fiction. And it's in that still teen kind of area. And it's definitely a CW show, which are just cheesy and I love them. But if you like royal stuff, I think you would like it. Yes, I do. So I will 
check it out. And, and I, I just on. binged the first season. So and there's four seasons, so you could do a long binge with Rain. Well, now I'm on Conrad's Instagram, Instagram, like his real life one. His name's Christopher. Two C's. Joel, just go watch the muffin baking extra <laughs> scene. <laughs> and I'm gonna, on, yeah, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Different vibes. It is always a little like, especially after you just finished binge watching something, you're like, oh, you're not the same in person that you are on that character. And I totally like painted you in that light. Right. Which yeah. obviously, you know that they're different, but you just, you know. You just kind of hope that they're like the same in real life, you know? Okay. So he's 25. I don't feel as creepy. Yeah. No, I knew he, I knew they had to be older. They're never teenagers. But still, <laughs> he's 25. So that's not, that's, I will say Jeremiah has beautiful eyes. Oh, he is so attractive. Lips. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now I need to check his age. Yeah. Um, 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 How old is he? Okay. he? I am. I'm like hardcore team Jeremiah, though. I love him. Why does he not have a thing when I click on him right now where his age is? Let's see. Jeremiah. Played by. Did you um, find him? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's 22. Yeah, he and does his, look younger. His name's Gavin. He's very pretty. He's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Like he's just blessed with good genes. <laughs> They're like, okay, the post show has turned into Amy and Morgan um, obsessing over 20-year-old boys. Okay, but you know what? There's a lot of people that are going to understand because the summer I turned pretty is so good. It's just hot right now. It is. Okay, and I bought a Nintendo Switch. I've been totally geeking out over playing over on a Nintendo Switch. Okay, yeah, my kids have those. Did you ever have a Game Boy? Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's Game Boy games on there now. And like Kirby Tilt and Tumble has been on there, which is a game that I used to play growing up. So I've just been like... In my nostalgic era, like basically trying to remake my childhood. I only played Tetris on my Game Boy. <laughs> That's all I remember. <laughs> um, and then on my Nintendo, I played, you know, Duck Hunt, Mario Kart, Tetris. Oh, and the Nintendo Switch has Mario Kart, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Have you played it on them? Mm-mm. I don't play their stuff. I tried to play Fortnite with Stevenson and I guess it's just doesn't interest me at all. I try to, because it's something if he wants to do it with me. And so I really, really, really try. But then he gets frustrated. He's like, give me the remote. Let me help you. This is what you have to do. You have to press this button. And then I'm like, Ugh, it's fine, buddy. I'll just sit here with you and I'll like kind of act like I'm pressing buttons. <laughs> You're like, I'm just here to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. See, maybe you can get him to play Mario Kart. Because Mario Kart is about the same on those as it was on all the Game Boy and stuff that we used to play. Yeah. is that That's on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, whatever we play Fortnite on is um, something totally different. Well, and they have Fortnite on Switch, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> just a lot of games going on over yeah. there. Too much. I'm glad we, Stevenson has been very, very busy this summer to where he hasn't played much video game, played as much. Mm. And that's been really cool to see. Because I kind of thought there was a, a, a moment last semester, like in the spring towards the end of the school year where things were crazy. And I felt like I had kind of thrown in the towel as trying to manage a bunch of different things. I'm like, okay, fine, go play your video game. And I thought, oh no, he is, this is all he wants to do. And then luckily we got through that and he hasn't really brought it up much. And I'm like, okay, good. Phew. I think it's just breaking the cycle. If you can get it broken, you're good. But it is hard. Like think about when you're binge watch a show. I don't know if you get like this, but like if I binge, if I start binge watching, I'm like, that's all I want to do until I finish it. Because if I go out, I'm just like thinking about, oh, I want to go back and see what happened. So I feel like that same kind of cycle happens when you, if you get really stuck or really love a game, you just kind of get into, okay, well, I have to beat it. I want to win. I want to play it. And then until like something breaks it enough that you're not like obsessing over the fact that you want to go back, 
that's the only way you can like break that cycle. Mm-hmm. So you must have broke it with something. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be with anything. I feel like I can't really judge him for wanting to play a video game <laughs> if I'm watching eight episodes of The Summer I Turned Pretty in a row. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It is. Oh, man. Well, hey, guys, make sure you go watch The Summer I Turned Pretty so you can tell us if you're Team Conrad or Team Jeremiah because it's very split over here. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Jordan Rogers stopped by the studio this week and it was a really cool interview. I was not anticipating what that interview was going to be like, but it was awesome. He was super great and very talkative. Honestly, I saw it on the calendar. I know who he is, but when I saw it on the calendar, it wasn't registering. So I thought, oh, Jordan Rogers, there's a new artist coming in. <laughs> and then when he got here, I was like, oh, that's Bachelor, who that is. Um, ESPN guy. And he's very easy on the eyes. So was, we had another pretty man in studio. He's very attractive. Yeah, I, he. I, just, I asked him if he'd ever been told if he looks like Ryan Reynolds, and he was like, "No, I haven't gotten that." And I'm like, "That's so weird." I, I did want to like, agree with you because as soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh, he kind of does." Well, I wish he would have agreed with me because then I felt like I was trying to, but I realized because I always turn off my mic during the interviews because I'm taking pictures because that click sound, and I was like, "Oh, if I say yes, she's not even going to hear me if I do say okay. it." Okay. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. But I did agree with you. He did have some Ryan Reynolds vibes. I love Ryan Reynolds. He's amazing. Are you Ryan, team Ryan Gosling or team Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. Mm. I love him. I'm Gosling. But I'm going, I, by the time this airs, I will have seen the Barbie movie. Me too. But as of right now, while I'm recording, I'm going to see when it. When are you going? Tonight. Uh. Or when are you going? Tomorrow. Okay. But I think maybe after I see him as Ken, I may be back on Ryan Gosling team. Okay. Because I love all of his marketing that he's been doing. He's amazing. He's hilarious. What is um, Ryan Reynolds? He's Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. He also, um, that movie with Sandra Bullock where 
They're in Canada. The proposal. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. He's done some rom-coms. He's also uh, Free Guy. Did you ever watch Free Guy? Mm-mm. That's a great movie. And your kids would probably like that Is one too. Is it a too. superhero? It's not superhero, but it's like, it's VR. So he's a video game character. He's like an avatar in a video game. And he's like the only one that's like AI and real. Don't even get me started on Avatar, actual Avatar. The new, the, <laughs> did you like watch it? Stevenson and I <laughs> did ish. The newest one. I don't even know. He had it on. Did you not like it? I, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I did not enjoy the original Avatar either. I, I got into this one more, but it was just very long. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's like nearly three hours long. Mm-hmm. You, but we you, could have we could have tied that up faster, <laughs> wrapped it up a little yeah. bit more. But but it makes sense that you don't like it because you didn't like the first one. You already went in not having good Avatar vibes. But if I had to pick, I would pick the first one. No, the second one. You did like this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm not saying I'll, I'm not going to watch it again. I don't think I would have watched it unless you know he wanted to. Yeah. But um, it was fine. I just feel like it could have been faster. Well, because you have Disney, Free Guy is on Disney, and it's a great movie. Like, I think you guys, did you ever watch Ready Player One? That's my favorite movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's in that similar vein. It's that type of, like, uh, v- VR reality, and then there's, like, real world that exists outside of it, and they're kind of balancing back and forth. Okay. So it's good, and the kids can watch it. It's not anything crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, make sure on the rating, but I'm pretty positive it's good. <laughs> Nothing flagged when I was watching it. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, Stevenson, I just have to more so worry if there's going to be something that's going to be scary. Um, other things, I don't mind certain ratings. If I know the content, I know I'm going to be watching it with them because I feel like it's an opportunity to then have conversations about stuff. Yeah, at least you guys up. are putting it out in the open. Yeah, yeah. I would. I don't want to shelter them from certain things when it could be the perfect way for us to now talk about something that would have been awkward just to bring up. But when it's in a movie, then you could talk about it. Yeah. And it's an easy way to bring it up. It's not just like random. It's I mean, like, obviously, we, there's, I, have, I draw the line <laughs> on certain things, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, no. And, and this, yeah, there's nothing. I'm even like playing the movie back in my head. You're good. Okay. So it's a good one. But I wanted to ask you about, so, and I'll let you think about it. And I'll tell you what happened. A piece of advice that is like stuck out to you that somebody gave you. And the reason this, I'm bringing this up is because I went to the retirement home with Remy. She's a therapy dog. And we were talking to one of the ladies there. And as soon as I walked in, she, she's seen us a bunch of times. And she was like, are you married? And I was like, no. And I was like fully prepared. I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> She's going to tell me, get married right now and do all these things. And she goes, well, good. Her piece of advice to me was, don't get married. I wish I would have just stuck with my dogs. She goes, maybe I wouldn't have ended up in a place like this because I lost my mind trying to talk sense into that man. <laughs> oh, no. I think most of her was joking. But it like stuck out in my brain because I like giggled and she kind of giggled after, which made me think she was kind of joking. But she's like, no, but seriously, like, don't rush on getting married. I know a lot of people probably tell you to. And it was a really cute moment. And that piece of advice is going to stick with me forever because she just was so like the retirement home is such a cool experience for me because it just you see just such a different life happening. And for a lot of people like towards the end of theirs. And the way that they see life, the way that they experience things, the way they interact with people is just so different. And 
she was so joyful and so happy. And she was just like, nah, I want to make sure like you go out and live your life because everybody's probably telling you to get married. Don't. And it was really cool. I I mean, I wish I could have had more conversations with um, a lot of the people that were at the retirement home, assisted living. That's where my dad was for a little bit. And I would look around and be like, gosh, it was right before COVID. So then I couldn't, I feel like I probably would have had more conversations with people, but then COVID happened and it was, we weren't allowed to go in, but for the time that I was allowed to go in, I just remember thinking, I wonder what kind of lives these people have led and what interesting stories they have. And I pictured us hanging out there and sitting around and getting, because my dad would get to know everybody. And I think had he had more time, he would have. And then, um, so I feel like I was robbed of that experience because- it's cool that you get to go to places like that because of Remy and y'all's volunteer work. So, oh yeah, and soak I'm, it up. It's such a cool experience. Again, it's just showing you just a different life that I'm not exposed to every day. And you know, I'd love to be around my grandparents every single day if I could, but they're back home. And so, getting to be around these now, um, and they share just the craziest little nuggets of wisdom. And the way they talk about things, and like one of the ladies is really awesome, and she she was in Germany. And her family dealt with the Holocaust. Like the stories that they do remember and that do come back when like Remy walks in the room and she reminds them of of something are just incredible. And it also just like serves as a reminder to make sure you're also like saying hi to your, whether they be your parents or grandparents, because like it flies by so fast. And especially those for who are sitting in retirement homes all the time, like I feel for them because they're just sitting there and all they want to do is have people interactions and say hi and not be forgotten about. And so going in there is such a rewarding experience. And I just feel so lucky that even in those moments, they still give me these little teeny tiny nuggets that make me smile. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. A recent piece of wisdom that I saw, and it wasn't advice that was given directly to me, but uh, it's from Wayne Dyer. And it's, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Oh, wow. And it stuck with me because I think sometimes we keep looking at something the same way because that's just how we've always looked at it. So why would we change it? Mm-hmm. But then we're trying to find a different outcome or we want something to be different, but you you have to shift the way you're looking at things. <laughs> and then the things you're looking at will change. I mean, it's it's so simple yet so deep. Very impactful mm-hmm. when you really like listen to it and sit with it and you're like, oh yeah, Wow. I really do need to like kind of shift. It's shifting your mindset to a different way of looking at things. Yeah. I mean, and there's tons of like, even when just when it comes to our brain too, I think just knowing just how powerful it is and moldable it is and we can rewire it and change it. We sometimes just think we have to be, well, this is just how it is or we're stuck this way. And it's like, no, there's so many ways that we can work to rewire it. I mean, we were talking about the eating disorder stuff later. I mean, part of my recovery was a huge part was rewiring my brain. And I had to change the way I was looking at it. Like I thought, well, I've already done the talk therapy and that's not helping, but that's because I was going to therapists that were literally trying to see what happened in my life that was making me do this. And while yes, there were circumstances that contributed to it, um, I had sort of trained my brain to be that way since I was a child. And so I was a lot of times coming from the animal part of my brain that wasn't doing rational thinking for me. But then when I learned to train my brain to be like, oh, 
not going to let that part of my brain work today. I'm going to go to this part of my brain. Then now my brain goes there a lot faster or I can recognize it and I have awareness. And so that could be regarding anything in your life or well, and I'll I'll put it this way. So I did, hopefully someday when the, the podcast I put out comes together, but I did an interview with a neuroscientist who was just incredible in so many ways. But the whole reason I ever found her is because when I was going through a breakup, she had made a post and that post said, hey, if you're going through a breakup, this is like the tip that you need. And she's like, anytime you think about that person, I want you to do something, take a drink of water, um, do a jumping jack run up and down the stairs. She's like, whatever it may be, choose something. And anytime that person's name comes into your mouth or your head, do that. And so I did. I saw that. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to try this. I'm going to see what it's about. In days, I stopped thinking about him because anytime I literally rewired my brain to anytime that name came to mind, I'd reach and I'd grab a drink of water instead of thinking about them what it does was rewiring my brain. Or you're in public and you just do a jumping jack. Yeah, that, that too. Well, you know, whatever your thing is. For I me, know, I no, needed no. to drink more water. Yeah. No, I get it. But she was, she was like, mm-hmm. literally the, the reason why that works is because what happens is when we've created a habit, when we've created something, she's like, you have mowed down that path. You've created that path and you keep going down it because you've created the habit. The only way to start doing something new is to create a new mowed down path so you have the ability to go down it when given the choice. If you never create it, you're never going to have the option of that path. And so in doing what I was doing to get over that breakup, me drinking the water was creating a new path. You know what I picture is (laughs) when, I mean, because yeah, I've had to do a lot of that too. And I think of the episode in Friends where they've got the couch and they're they're like, pivot, pivot. Like what what you're really doing is you're subconsciously, uh, now you're going to start pivoting. You don't even have to think about it. Like Mm -hmm. the pivots happen for you. It's like, oh, just went that way, pivot. Yep. And you're, it's like, oh, well, this is fascinating. And then it gets, then you're intrigued and you're like, wow, this really works. That's what honestly right now I'm trying to do with my hair pulling because it had gotten so bad. You know, it has comes and goes. Um, and for whatever reason, it's just been so bad. And so now I just, I will say it out loud too. If I stop, and like, <laughs> you're, middle, you're, like if I really have a dream, I'm just like stop. And I tell my brain, stop. I'm literally sending a message to my brain to stop. And it's gotten less and less and less. I don't know. You sit across from me ish. So I don't know if you've noticed that I've, I'm doing it less than I was, but you're also very dialed into your computer and work. So I'm not even saying you're paying attention to my, my pulling, but I mean, my kids are noticing it. I, I even have them say, mom, stop. And then I'm like, oh yeah, stop. Um, you don't have to say it out loud. You can say it internally too, in case you're in public. But if, and maybe yours isn't hair pulling, it's something else, or it could be a thought, you know, just redirecting can also just be telling your brain to stop. It's so crazy the things that your brain is over capable of over doing. and over and over. Mm-hmm. And then eventually your brain will be like, okay, I, I get it. I got the message. I'll stop. Well, yeah. And the only reason you're doing it in the first place is because you did it yourself multiple times to create that pattern. Right. And you are the only one that can stop it. The brain is magical. It's like you can impact it. I feel like sometimes it's so easy for us to accept that negative things can impact our brain. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, well, that makes sense because you experienced that. So that's what's happening. But then sometimes... I, I tend to lean in the direction that it's difficult to accept that we can positively impact our brain. Yeah. Um, because sometimes it seems like woo-woo or, oh gosh, why, why are you going to try to do that? It's not possible. It's like, well, 
just how this was your brain was negatively affected by this like well why can't it go reverse why can't it go the other direction um and so thinking about it that way too has helped me because I was definitely someone that believed that way like Mm -hmm. I would buy into all the stuff that would be negative and be like well of course that can happen in your brain and then when it came to being able to change it through different ways of thinking and little right actions, little this and that, <laughs> mowing down that that pathway. It's like, oh, well, gosh. If I believe that um, disease and stress and inflammation can come on by stress and negative things, then why wouldn't I think by joy and laughter and positivity and whatnot that my body could heal itself in a way? Yeah. And I'm not saying, I'm, I'm, it, in, I'm into modern medicine. Don't yeah. get me wrong, people. But you know what I mean? Yes. Like we're, we're easy, like I can- It's s- much easier to focus on negative. Than it is to realize the positive. And believe like, oh, I get it. That's why you're run down because you've been stressed and you're sick now because of X, Y, Z. It makes sense. And then it's like, well, then why can't you convince your brain to go the other way and then be better Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not run down and feeling really good and like not sick um, from certain things? You had reminded me of something of doing like some, um, you had talked about your journaling and your meditation in the morning. And it had, there was a girl that I had been following and she recently had started posting affirmations every morning on her story. And when I would get up, cause it almost notoriously was on there before I would go into work and I would read them out loud in the car. And I was like, I'm having my Amy moment. Like I know everybody gives you like a hard time and they're like, you know, what, what did we do that one time? It was like, this is Amy or we had our Amy moments or whatever. That was my like positive Amy moment. I was like, this is something Amy would do. And it's making me feel really good to say these things out loud. Thank you. So just know I, there's more positive Amy moments. And than I'm, the not other one. Of the, I'm not of the mindset of like, oh, you know, if you're just saying something positive to yourself, that suddenly everything's going to be better. It's just that the more you say it, the more likely you are to eventually believe that and have that emotional connection to it. Um, and then that's where it gets really cool. But it does take effort and it does take time. And some of it might be you lying to yourself for a little bit. And that's not in a toxic way. No. It's still, you can still recognize if something is off or bad or whatnot. That is not the case. I think sometimes people just get thrown by affirmations and they're like, whatever, those are dumb because I'm just going to sit here and be like, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy. And then whatever. But I'm in con- in with that, I'm working on things that help me feel more worthy. And then I'm also saying that to myself every day. So then eventually we do get there and feel a higher Mm self-worth and have a better self-image. Well, and you're making me want to find consistency. I can read because they're not, you know, I think a lot of people just think they're just like the, I am worthy or, and that's it. There's so much more to them. And the, the ones that she writes is so like, it's it's much more than that. So it's like, here I, I found him, and her name's Zanna Keithley. But she's like, I trust the pull of my heart to lead me in the right direction. And she goes, I can do anything I set my mind to. I am wildly capable of achieving great things. So it's right. more than these like. I say I'm capable, I'm capable, I'm capable yeah. all the time. But, or, but like that works for you and I think you should totally do it. Mm-hmm. But like if you're like, okay, that doesn't work for me. I'm like, okay, well, affirmations look like a lot of different things. They're so, not just the. I am great. We also think of the help, that very famous movie where she's like, she's helping that little girl to understand her worth. He was kind. He was 
you is smart. It is important. important. Yeah. Yes. Which so, I love. Um, the Another one, and I've talked about this on the show too, is just um, forgiving myself more. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of a little affirmation to myself. If something happens, instead of getting mad at myself or being like, oh, this is bad. It's like, oh, I forgive myself for that. And I am totally capable of doing it different next time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or I'm going to work on reacting to that differently. I'm going to work on, it's not, you're not shaming yourself or you don't feel any, but, but you're recognizing something. Right. But that's often what we can do. What do we do when we mess up? We, or this is what I would do. I mean, I would talk down to myself. I would think about it. It would loop in my head all day. I would give way too much energy to it when nobody else was even really probably thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Just my brain was stuck on it. And then it just would build and build and build and become more negative and more. And then the more I would replay it, the more I would remember it worse. <laughs> and then it would get worse and worse and worse. Yeah. So now if you acknowledge it, release it, tell yourself we're going to do better next time. Boom. You're more likely to actually do better next time. Exactly. See, we're helping, we're helping them rewire their brains and with what their personal affirmations can look like. Mm-hmm. We did. I had other things. And I will tell you all coming in at the number two spot, Bobby made a statement about the whole Miranda Lambert situation. If you've been on the Internet in the last few days, you've seen what happened at a Miranda Lambert concert. Bobby made a statement, talked about it a little bit. And of course, we had Chris Stapleton on the show, who was always an awesome interview. He's just hilarious. He has great stories. And that's all for us. But I just I wanted to keep talking about what we were talking about because I thought it was awesome. So I didn't go into those two things. But yeah, that's all for us. Thanks for diving a, with me. A, I hope everyone's a great weekend. Thanks for having me. Um, for anyone that's seen the Barbie movie, I hope it's good. I, mean, I really hope too, so. But I'm they like, have gosh. hyped it up. It has been everywhere on social media, so it better be good. I know. And I'm taking the kids and going with friends. I have a friend <laughs> in town this weekend. Her kids are going to go. Are you going to dress up like Barbie? Are you going to be wearing pink? I don't know yet. Should I? I feel like I should. I just feel like I have to. Mm-hmm. Because that's also what all the marketing has been is everybody's in pink. Yeah. I'll see what the kids end up wanting to do or my friends like when we go. I don't know. We were trying to find, we were looking up like seats available. There's so many taken. Yeah, (laughs) there is. Like, shoot, we can't find, we need like, because my friend that's in town and my other friend that's going with her kids, like we need like 10 seats. So you may have to split up in the theater. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, fine with me because two of her friends are going and they're teenagers. Well, do we need to go to a different theater at a different time? And I'm like, no, because I'm not driving you all around town. Because, yes, she's 16 now and can drive, but she's not driving on her own. And I need yeah. her to actually drive with an adult so she can actually carry more of the kids in her car because we need, I need the drivers. <laughs> but she just has to have an adult with her. Yeah. So I'm like, no, mm-mm, nope, you're going with us. We're all seeing Barbie as a family. <laughs> she was really trying to get out of that. She was like, how can I do this? Well, I hope it's good for all of our sake. I bet it will be. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, we're that's something we're going to put out into the universe. It's going to be a great movie. Yeah, even awesome. if it's not, I'm just going to tell myself that was great. Yeah. That was so great <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm, until I believe it. Well, tell <laughs> the people where they can find you and listen to you, Amy. At Radio Amy on Instagram, socials, radioamy.com for other things and four things with Amy Brown podcast. Awesome. Well, and I am Web Girl Morgan on all the things and right here on Best Bits. Make sure you check out part two, which is just the bits. If you want to catch up on the show, or if you missed anything and there's lots of content up at bobbybones.com and on our socials at Bobby Bones Show. All right, y'all. We are peacing out. It's time for a Barbie movie and uh, a good weekend. Bye. Bye. The Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.